Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hopefully everybody had a good day. So far, hopefully everybody had a good week. It's another great day to be thankful just to be here and do the one thing I love doing. Politics. Talking about it, living it, breathing it. Every minute of it. I had a friend ask me the other day, he started listening to this podcast and he said mark why do you love politics so much why and i had to look at him and i said because it's the fight for ideas the best ideas win it's like gladiator it's like if you take mitt romney barack obama or hillary clinton and the president, Donald Trump, or Donald Trump and Joe Biden, and you put them in the dome. They don't fight with weapons. They fight with ideas. The best man or woman will win. You know, politics is the mindset of trying to figure out where do we want to go. And having somebody sell it to you. Do you want to go left? Or do you want to go right? That's what this election's about. And that's what I told him. What did Joe Biden said? He's fighting for the soul of America. But you could also say maybe Trump's fighting for the soul of America. Maybe when Trump ran in 2016, he saw that this country was so messed up. That he said, if you elect me, I will burn this motherfucker down. And what has he done? He has burned this motherfucker down. Hate him. Love him. Everything he said he was going to do, guess what? He's done it. You don't have to like him for it. His supporters do. At the end of the day... You have to respect their opinion. Their guy won. Our person lost. Donald Trump is president. In the next couple weeks, we are going to have to decide. Do we want to continue making America great? Or we want to build back better? If you look at the polls, we want to build back better. But if you remember 2016, we weren't with her. We wanted to make America great again. As you can tell the other night, we we had a debate, a lively debate, a very lively debate, you could say. Donald Trump, Joe Biden. The first thing I did about this debate, I got my debate food ready. You know, because this was the most anticipated debate, I think, of the year. I don't even think people. I don't even think people looked at Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump. I think it was all about Joe Biden and Trump. And did did it deliver? To a point. To a point, I think it delivered. But just makes you wonder where we go now. I will say, looking at the debate, I was disappointed. It, it wasn't what I wanted. 
You had Donald Trump talking over Chris Wallace. You had, and and with this podcast, I'll be honest with you. I'll never lie. Joe Biden looked bad. Now, I know some people will say, well, he, he stutters. He has a stuttering problem. And that's why he looked bad. He looked like a grandfather who was lost. He would start talking and he'd lose his train of thought. Now, I remember 08 when he debated Sarah Palin. He was sharp. He was crisp. This debate, he looked like a grandfather who should be sitting at home in an easy chair watching the news, taking a nice evening nap. There's nothing wrong with that. The man gave his life to this country for 47 years. That should be, that's nothing. That should be applauded. We should be applauding that. But when you watch that debate, you have to ask yourself, why are you doing this, Joe? Why? Why take the most stressful job in the world when you could spend your later days just resting, just enjoying life, enjoying your grandchildren, maybe develop a Twitter, criticize the president on your own time, have him hit you back, a little friendly banter? Do I think if Joe Biden wasn't a candidate, who would it be? You know, I've thought about that. I've thought that if it wasn't Joe Biden and had Iowa not fucked up so bad, I think Pete Buttigieg might have got the nomination. I think the momentum coming out of Iowa would have propelled him to New Hampshire. Now, him and Bernie would have had a toss-up, but I think he would have overtaken Bernie, gone to Nevada, and by then, the ball would have started rolling. I think if that would have happened, Joe Biden never would have won South Carolina. By South Carolina, Pete Buttigieg would have been the nominee. The only question the media would have been asking is, is America ready for a gay president? Now, the question I want to answer is, or the question I want to give, I don't think so. I don't think America's ready for a gay president. Don't get me wrong. We're progressive. We've come a long way. But we're not there yet. The one thing I liked about Pete Buttigieg was when you would ask him a question, he'd answer it. He'd answer it. I remember he was on the Breakfast Breakfast Club one day, and Charlemagne the God was just shocked. You're not a typical politician. You're honest. Now don't get me wrong. We're not ready for a gay president, but are we ready to elect somebody who's only been a mayor? who ran for state party chair and lost other state offices and lost, but now he wants to be president of the United States. Well, you could go back and say, well, Donald Trump did it. And, and, and I think that is true because I think if he did run, got the nomination and the Republican party tried to criticize Pete Buttigieg on that, he could hit back and say, well, Donald Trump had no political experience. He won first time up. What makes him so different than me? I wanted to come on here the other day, and I just wanted to say, can we start over? Donald Trump, Joe Biden, 77, 78, can we start over? Can we move the election to, say, next year? Is this the best we have? 
Am I being forced to vote for two men who might not make it four years? What are we doing? Is this the best we have? You might say, what about Mike Pence? Mike Pence is a nice guy, but Mike Pence never would have got the nomination in 2016. Mike Pence decided not to run for governor because he passed a bill that discriminated against gay people in his home state. And he caught so much backlash that he knew he wasn't going to get reelected. So what did Mike Pence do? He jumped on the ticket with Donald Trump. Now don't get wrong, I follow Mike Pence. I remember when he was in the House. Mike Pence never would have got the nomination. Mike Pence is super, super, super conservative. And this country is not ready to go that that conservative. Republicans might talk a big game about wanting to go super, super conservative, but they don't want to. Don't get me wrong, Mike Pence is a nice guy. Some people say he has this folky mannerism, like G. Gux Willikers and all that great stuff. It, it's, it's almost like if you watch The Simpsons, he's a Ned Flanders. Now the question is, do we want to elect a Ned Flanders? No, we didn't want to elect a Ned Flanders. We wanted to elect a bulldozer. We wanted to elect an assassin. And that's exactly what we did. We elected Donald Trump. Now, don't get me wrong. You watch the debate. First thing that came to my mind, Joe Biden stumbled out of the gate. Stumbled out of the gate. I didn't like his tie. And I know it's bad to criticize people and stuff like that. I just didn't like his tie. He just, it, it, was a, it was a horrible debate. Horrible. You know it's a bad debate when the commission changes the rules. You know you've done a bad job when you're, you're doing something and all of a sudden they go back and say, well, we're going to change things up. You know, Mick Mulvaney made a comment and said, there'll only be one debate, which was kind of weird. And so today, when you hear that Donald Trump and his campaign are pushing back on the commission of debates because they don't want the rule change because Donald Trump clearly says he won, and so you shouldn't change the rules, I'll, I'll, I'll say it like this. Nobody wanted a debate the other night. Nobody. It's like I wanted to take an Etch-A-Sketch and I wanted to just shake it. Shake it and start over. Can Can we go back, back, back to the process? Remove all the delegates. Start from day one and say, we're going to have a new election. Maybe this time Pete Buttigieg gets the nomination. You know, what scares me so much about Biden when I watched him, Senator Harris made a comment the other day, and she got some flack. She had to backtrack, and and people tried to apologize and said, well, she ran for president. In her, in her mind, she probably said the Harris administration so many times. 
she made that comment the other day and she said in a Harris administration in we're like what a Harris administration I thought it was a Biden administration and she quickly corrected but the way Biden looked you could possibly say it wouldn't be a Harris administration you could possibly say that Joe Biden would be an empty suit he would be sitting at the resolute desk taking a nap and Senator Harris would be running this country I know some people follow history and Woodrow Wilson he led us through or one professor decent president had a stroke and his wife ran the country until his time was up that's what's going to happen you could say if we like Biden is he going to run the country or is Kamala Harris going to run the country now don't get me wrong I like Kamala Harris as you can tell next Wednesday the debate the vice presidential debate is going to happen Kamala Harris the prosecutor going against Ned Flanders the folksy ex-governor vice president Mike Pence well you don't have to tell me it's gonna be must-watch TV it's probably gonna be a little bit better I would think and I would like to hope the last night's spectacle don't get me wrong if you had to tell me mark where do you see the race right now I say when I look at the polls I look at all the data Joe Biden is winning he's winning but if you ask me four years ago mark where do you see the race if you look at all the polls and the data Hillary Clinton's gonna be our next president but what do we have what did happen what happened what happened on election night Hillary Clinton didn't become our president not close and I remember sitting there and watching the returns come in and being shocked there's this guy I follow on Twitter and he was the first to say that there was trouble he predicted Trump would win that night I did I was I was convinced I was like what is this guy talking about but he knew and ever since then this guy's tried to predict stuff <laughs> not to go on another tangent but I always tell this guy I said you know you had one good night one good night don't spoil it he likes to spoil it where are we going where do we want to go I think if you look at the debate and you see the spectacle that it was even Dana Bass said that was a shit show Republicans are secretly secretly confessing they're worried Donald Trump did not denounce racism but at the last couple days after the debate the White House has tried to walk it back you, you know I've sat there and I thought today I said do we want to elect the president that he speaks honestly he speaks honest but we have to go back we have to go to his visor and they say no 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 he didn't say that this is what he really meant well he said it 
didn't he? No, 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 no. He didn't say that. Don't don't listen to him. It's like I told you before. He's the sleight of hand. The double car Monty. We're watching where the ball's going. Where's the ball? Where's the ball? And we're looking. But little do we know. The ball's over there. Or he's playing a card game and he's saying, watch this hand. But we're not looking at his left hand. And he's doing a sleight of hand. I think in the beginning of the Trump administration, we fell for that sleight of hand so many times. But I think after a while, we we caught on. We caught on to what he was trying to do. We caught on to the sleight of hand, and we started looking at the other hand and saying, wait a minute. We're not going to be distracted. What are you doing to us? Donald Trump told a racist organization called the Proud Boys to stand by. He said, stand down and stand by. Stand by means when I say go, you go. That's a military phrase when they say, stand by. It's not, you can't read it any other way. And the way he said it, and the way I heard it, and the way they heard it, meant when I say go, go. Now, not to piggyback, but even Joe Biden struggled last night. Joe Biden would not denounce packing the court or removing the filibuster. If you pack the court, what do you, what's going to happen? That's the one problem with Democrats. You're going to shift too far left if you get the Senate back. And if you shift too far left, Chuck Schumer will only be majority leader for what? Two years. You'll lose the Senate. And Mitch McConnell will once again reign. And God forbid... Nobody on the Supreme Court dies because you have to have two extra seats. And he will fill both of them with the next Republican president. If we shift too far left, know what's going to happen. Joe Biden will be a lame duck president his last two years. Nothing will get done. He'll be stalemate. And in 2024, we'll elect a new Republican president. We can't have that, can we? Is that where we're going? I mean, if we did that, they even, Chris Wallace even asked them, do you support removing the filibuster? Many people would love to remove the filibuster, but that's the trouble we've got in with the court. Harry Reid removed the filibuster and know what happened? For president executive people who serve in the president's executive branch the president gets whoever he wants now the president was able to feel i think he said 123 seats on the court last night debate was a spectacle and it sucked people said their kids were crying they said is this how it goes dad mom is this a debate no. Some people say Trump was putting on a show for his, his base. If you've listened to past debates, past if you've listened to past podcasts, I've said one thing. 
If Trump loses this election, he lost it January of twenty of twenty sixteen. I mean twenty seventeen. Man, Mark, why would you say that? Because he decided to run to be president to just his base. Even George Bush knew when he squeaked in on a techno fucking calady that he had to expand his base if he was going to win re-election. You can't be president on your base. Know what happened to? Know what happened to Donald Trump? This is not a sportcast, but I'm going to do a sports mentality analogy. It's always like. Trying to think of a sports team. It's like a sports team. Like the Eagles. Starting quarterback gets hurt. They bring in a replacement. You don't think he's going to win. But guess what? They get hot at the right time. It's like God shines down on certain people at certain times. And know what happens? The Eagles win the Super Bowl. Donald Trump caught fire at the right time. He spoke the right message that people wanted to hear. The elites have left the, have left the people that voted for Donald Trump behind a long time ago. They only come around every four years with their hand out saying, I need your vote. Well, shit, where were you the last three years? Why do you need me now? Donald Trump spoke to the unspoken. And they like it. When I drive around where I live at, I see Donald Trump signs everywhere. These people love this man. They love this man. And he lost, if he loses, he lost the election when he only wanted to speak to them. He didn't want to speak to me. He didn't want to speak to you. He wanted to speak to his base. And now he has to figure out, will his base help him get reelected? Some people say they're tired of the noise. They're tired of just the drama every single day. They want a president that does not want to be in the limelight. And I don't blame them. When Joe Biden says he's a transactional president, that's exactly what he's going to be. He's going to be a bridge to the to the next generation. Let's stop electing fucking old men. Let's elect a president that's in his 40s or 50s. Somebody young. That can relate to me. Last night's debate was just a shit show. You had Donald Trump not telling his supporters to stand down, but ramping them up and getting them ready, getting them ready for war. You had Joe Biden not not willing to say if he'd pack the court or remove the filibuster. Are you scared, Joe? Are you scared you might lose some votes? Take a fucking stand. Be a man. You might lose votes, but guess what? You might get respect. If I was standing there and they said, Mark, Vice President Henderson, if you are elected, do you support your party's push to pack the court? No. Do you support your party's push to remove the filibuster? 
No. And you know why I don't want my party to remove the filibuster? Because if we do, we're going to go hot too fast, too quickly, and we're going to run ourselves right out of the majority. Don't get me wrong. Is this country left? Yes. Some ideas they like. But do they like all of them? I mean, let's say they remove the filibuster. Free college, public option, the new green fucking deal. It's all going to get fucking rammed down our fucking throats. And guess what? Joe Biden's going to be forced to sign it. Because he knows if he doesn't, he'll lose his party. Democrats aren't loyal like Republicans are. Republicans get in line and they stay there. Democrats, not loyal. Not loyal. Like I said, you know you did a bad job with a debate when they want to change the rules. Mick Mulvaney said there would only be one presidential debate. Was he telling us something that we didn't know? Next debate's going to be a town hall. Should be interested in the era of COVID. What questions are they going to ask? What questions will be answered? Will Joe Biden be up for the task? I know I'll be watching. The one debate I'm going to be very, very much interested in watching is what? The vice presidential debate. Now, I remember at the beginning of this cycle, I said to myself, Kamala Harris will get the nomination. And you know why she didn't? Because she couldn't take a fucking punch. Now, when I say that, she couldn't answer to her record. I think anybody, anybody who runs for public office or has been in public office for as long as Joe Biden has or the little bit Trump has, you got to be willing to answer to your record. You got to. You can't hide from it. And I think a little bit, as I watch, the president can't answer to his. You got achievements, Mr. President. You've stacked the court. The wall's getting built. The biggest tax cut in American history that didn't pay for itself, by the way. You've improved the military. You brought back manufacturing. You've juiced the economy. Mr. President, you've got achievements. You had you you had the one you had the greatest economy of any president. You've done more for black people than any president on the face of the earth has ever done. Speak about it. Now is it all true? Do I believe it? That's for you to decide. I looked at my friend and I said, thank you for listening to this podcast. But I said, I'm trying to push a message. I I want people to want change and not settle for less. I said, if you watched last night's debate, that was a settling for less. America is a beautiful, beautiful woman. She shouldn't have to settle. She shouldn't have to settle for anybody to lead her. And settling for Joe Biden and Donald Trump, 
makes me worried. Don't get me wrong, I like Joe Biden. Build back better. But it worries me the way he looked. You could say it was a stuttering issue. But I saw something I didn't like. Donald Trump? Does he even have an agenda for the second term? Or is it just the same? Do we want just the same? Shouldn't we want better than the same? Shouldn't we want a president just as hungry as he was four years ago to be just as hungry as he is today? I know I do. You want to lead us for another four years? I need to see that fucking hunger in your eye. I want to see you licking your fucking chops like you're a lion about to eat. Come on, guys. Come on. Stand with me, not against me. Right now, we're at a moment we can make things better. But I need your help. If you listen to this podcast, I need your help. Being purple, not independent, is just somebody who's tired of the bullshit. I don't want to kick the fucking can down the road anymore. I want to throw the fucking can, and I want to solve the problems. Help me solve the fucking problems. Let's make America great. Not great again, because America's always been great. Let's improve it. We've got issues, but we can fix them. Last night's debate was a shit show, like Dan Bash said. Is that the best we got? I don't think so. I think we got better. Donald Tr- Joe Biden looked like shit, and Donald Trump was a madman. Join me for the second half, please. Let's change America. Thank you for joining me for the second half. Like the first half, we talked tax. We talked debate. Talked about how, as I say, like Dana Bass said, it was a shit show. I mean, what else do you say? Um, I don't know. I'm just worried. You know, where are we going? Where are we going? Uh, the biggest thing in the news right now, and if you've listened to the last couple of debates, you might hear me say how, how worried I am. I'm very much worried. I am worried about where we're going to be in the next couple months. I heard today that they're they're talking to collapse in the next five months. Five months collapse. Today, the airlines have started laying people off, furloughing workers. I think the average I saw was. 32,000 jobs lost. No help from the government. Disney laying 28,000 people off. 28,000 people. What are we doing? Trump passed a 2.3, 2. 2.5, 2. 2.5, or 1.8 trillion. Oh, let me get my figures right. A 2.3 trillion tax cut that we didn't pay for. 
You know what I always tell people? Poor people don't have lobbyists. We should. Because if we did, we wouldn't be in this this way. You're telling me that the Congress can't pass another relief bill to help people out? Do you really think, or how far fucking removed are you that you think a, a one-time payment of $1,200 is going to help people out? I mean, the moment you get done paying your rent, pay a bill, maybe buy a sandwich, what do you got left? Nothing. This country's hurting, and we're about to go to hell. And Congress can't get off their fucking ass or get out of their way because some of them don't want to spend the fucking money. What are you going to do when your constituents can't feed themselves? The real estate commercial, the commercial real estate market is about to bust. People are about to be living on the streets. Right now, if you have a job that you know in your mind is not going to go anywhere, if we head to a depression, you better stay there. You better lock down and, and hold on tight. Because next year... If you start a new job at a factory, guess what? You might be the first, last hired, and you might be the last. Where is it? What is it? Oh, last hired, and you might be the first fired. Tell me that. Here's a president that says he wants to look after his people. He's this great deal maker. I can cut deals. And you can't cut a deal for the American people to help us out. I don't get me wrong. I, I agree. There were some people who were getting who were getting fat, who were getting fat on the cow with that last bit of six hundred dollar extra money they were getting from unemployment. I'll concede that. But that also made a bigger argument because it said. Our wage system sucks in this country that people would rather stay on unemployment because they were making more than get a job. Now, many people who have gone back to work because, like me, they'd rather be working than sitting on their fucking ass, guess what? They're getting laid off again. Isn't that some shit? You go back to work, and guess what? You're getting laid off a fucking again, and now you got to find work. And now Congress is trying to come up with a deal, and they can't. I think in the House it passed, but I think in the Senate it's dead on arrival. Congress, the House passed a $2.5 trillion bill to help the American people. This is a fucking election year. You tell me you can't get your shit together to help the fucking American people. But you want me to fucking reelect you? Why? So you can sit and only listen to your fucking donors? The biggest thing about being purple is getting money out of fucking politics. Take it out. I've said it multiple times. My favorite wrestler is Shawn Michaels. And you know why? Because he was willing to put his belt on the fucking line every time. You want a title shot? I'll give you a title shot. But these Republicans, these Democrats, 
are scared to put their chairs on the line. Some in safe districts, some not. Take a stand. Be a man, be a woman. Do you vote for something that you could possibly lose your chair? Yes, but guess what? You took a stand. You learned respect. So fucking what? You don't get a fucking cushy job like sitting in Congress where you get vacation time after vacation time. You took a stand. You looked after your constituents. You know, when I used to wait tables and I used to work around people and people were so fucking money hungry, they focused on the money. That's all they focused on. You know what my focus was? I said, I'm going to focus on the people. Because if I focus on the people and I provide good service, the money will follow. And shit, if you don't believe it, the moment I had that fucking philosophy, you know what happened? The money followed. Focus on the people. Take care of the people that brought you to the, the ball. That put you in that seat. That believed in you. Believed in your message. Believed what you stood for. But right now, we just don't know. I don't know. I've heard Great Depression. It scares the fucking shit out of me. I've read about the Great Depression. Never thought I'd fucking live in one. Are we going to have a president or have a party that focuses on what Her Herbert Hoover did? Herbert Hoover was a very good president. He was just the wrong guy at the wrong time. He should have been president in a different era or a different time. He would have been better off. But he believed the market would fix itself. And the market does not. That proved during the pandemic. People love capitalism till they don't. Then they run to socialism. Where's Donald Trump at? Where is Donald Trump? He's nowhere to be found on this. We can't blame Donald Trump for the virus, but I blame Donald Trump for how he's handled it. He hasn't done a good job. Now why? Because no one around him is affected. It proves he doesn't care. Or it proves he's so lost that he does not know what to do. You know what I would tell him? I'd say, Mr. President, right now people are hurting. You need a new stimulus package. A package so fucking big that you take care of the medical and you take care of the people right now who are out of work. Because if you don't, and you are possibly reelected, the Republicans will never, never control Congress again. If there's a depression, you'll be blamed, and this will affect your legacy. Your name will be tarnished. Mr. President, you have to decide right now are you going to be for the American people or not? You talk a big game, Mr. President, but are you willing 
to put your bunny where your mouth is. People are hurting. And soon people will be in the streets. Do we want that? Is that how we want America to be? We're better than that. We're so much better than that. This is the country that everybody wants to come to. Because in America, you can come here with nothing. And you can die with everything. That's what makes America great. You can be you can grow up poor and you can die rich. The sky is the fucking limit. Every day people are working for a dream. Every day people are working for a brand new life to better themselves and their families. People are dying. People are hungry for leadership on this virus. And we're not getting it. Nobody wants to lead. Everyone's so fucking scared. Don't get me wrong. In the beginning, we didn't know what the virus was. I thought the virus would stay in China. But it's here. We dropped the ball on this. Why? Why did we? Why did we drop the ball? We gotta do better. Mr. President, lead. You wanna get reelected? Do you wanna get reelected? Or don't you? This virus has consumed your presidency, and this virus will be the first thing people see and read about when we go in your presidential library. You can't rewrite history, Mr. President. People remember when they walk in there and they read something that says you were, you did such a great job. And don't give me that shit about you, how you fucking shut down China. Like I said before, when I hear it, all I hear is Al Bundy talking about how he scored five fucking touchdowns in a single game. Don't tell me what you did yesterday. Tell me what you're going to do today. That's what the American people want, and that's what I want. Now the question people will say, well, Mark, you're too hard on the president. You're too hard. Yeah, I'm too hard. Because I see a, I see next year being the hell. I see next year people struggling. And if he's possibly reelected, is he up to the task of tackling this virus? The biggest thing he should have done is elect a czar and just stayed out of the way and said anything he says that he wants, he gets. Push Congress to, for another aid package. Another one. A one-time fucking check of $1,200 isn't going to cut it. People have jobs now, might not have jobs tomorrow. 28,000 people laid off in Disney. 32,000 from the airline. Possibly more. They're shutting down routes of cities they have no need to go to. Which in turn, it's going to affect more people.
See, the thing people don't realize about layoffs, it's a ripple fucking effect. When you shut that city off, guess what? That's going to hurt that airport. That's some more layoffs. More layoffs mean, guess what? More layoffs. Let's say, let's say there was a guy, I'm going to shoot a city, Newport News, Virginia. It's a small airport. I've flown out of there. Small, small airport. And let's say Southwest says, you know what? We're shutting that airport down. We're not flying out there anymore. Guess what? Now, let's say Billy, who works at the Newport News Airport, worked there, and all of a sudden, Billy, we gotta let you go. Well, little did we know, Billy, when he gets off work, he goes to the local diner in town and has a meal. He eats, let's say he eats three times a day. He can afford it there. He makes good money at the airport. Well, Billy's laid off. What happened? Billy stopped going. He stops going to the diner. Well, Billy stops going to a diner. Diner. What about Pamela? Pamela waits on Billy every day. She knows his order, knows what he likes. Billy stops going. All of a sudden, Pamela, you know, and more people stop coming, going to that diner who work at the airport. Guess what? Pamela's out of a job. Pamela's out of a job. How is she going to pay her bills? All of a sudden, she doesn't know what to do because guess what? Restaurants might be saying they're looking for work. Looking for workers, but guess what? They're not pulling the trigger. That's what I see right now. So many people are looking for work. Indeed has jobs, but jobs are not ready to pull the trigger. Because guess what? They don't know what's going to happen next year. They don't know. Do you know? I don't just amazing that you're telling me people in Congress don't get it. They're so fucking worried about money, but they weren't worried about a fucking tax cut that swelled the fucking deficit. You know why they don't care? Because poor people don't have lobbyists. We don't have somebody in there fighting for us. And it's amazing. Can you imagine if we did? Can you imagine if you... Okay, I'm, I'm going to Push something right now. Call your local congressman center and say, pass that bill. Pass that bill. Fight for me. Don't go on fucking vacation until you pass that fucking bill. Cut me another fucking check. Be it $1,200. I'm going to need a fucking another one after that. Shit, you didn't care about the fucking deficit when you wanted to give us a fucking tax cut that only helped the top 1%. Made fucking business tax cuts permanent. Oh, but that was a bill. That was a tax cut for the middle class. No, it wasn't. My tax cut should have been permanent, not business. Well, Mark, business create jobs. Yeah, but what about me? This is a fucking middle class economy. I spend money that grows business. But guess what? If you people like me start getting fucking laid off, guess what? We stop spending money. And this economy will take a fucking nose dive like a plane going up and can't pull up and the nose takes a dive and crashes. We're headed for something. I feel it. I see it. I'm worried about it. But if we don't have people in Congress that are willing to fight for us, 
Oh my God, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? I mean, shit, they'll still have a job. They'll still be squabbling next year if the economy starts to take a dip. Squabbling on something. If it's Joe Biden, they'll say we don't want to spend on a socialist agenda. Socialist agenda? You mean helping the middle class and the American people? That's a socialist agenda? People hate socialism until they need it. But $1,200 checks, guess what that was? That was socialism. That wasn't capitalism. Capitalism says the markets will fix themselves and the the fittest will survive. Well, where are the fittest now? Where? Congress doesn't care, but they need to. Call your senator tonight. Call him tonight and say, pass that fucking bill. Look after me. Don't look after yourself. You want my vote? Pass that bill. And if you don't pass it, I will campaign against you and make sure that you fucking lose. Shit. The Senate rushed, or they're rushing their ass off to get the fucking new woman on the Supreme Court, Amy Coney Barrett. But you tell me you can't rush to fucking pass a stimulus bill to help me? Is sitting someone on the court that important? Been me going poor and broke? I don't think so. There's a saying, what profits a man to lose? What profits a man to gain the whole white world but lose his soul? When I hear that saying, I look, I listen to, I think about the Republican Party. What profits a party to gain the whole white world but lose their soul? Now you might say, Mark, what are you talking about? I will say, guess what? Everything they wanted, they got. They got the court, they filled it. But did Trump get his wall? They don't care about Trump. He's just a vessel to get what they fucking want. It's sad. Being purple stands for getting money out of politics. Being purple stands for trying to make make a difference in someone's life. Both parties have failed us so miserably. You might be a Democrat, but guess what? What's going to change? You might be a Republican, but guess what? What's going to change? Nothing. How's it going to make your life better? It won't. You might think it will. On election day, you might sit there and you might throw your hands in the air and say, Woo, we won! What did you win? You won four years of not being talked to until... 2022 or 2024. We got to do better. Tonight, you should be on the phone with your senator and saying, pass that bill, make Mitch McConnell bring the bill to the floor. And if not, pass your bill. Have a conference. You tell me you can't pass a uh, Stimulus bill and put someone on the court at the same time? Shit, at most people's job, they have to multitask. But they get it done? You're telling me you can't multitask? You can't do two things at the same time? 
Or is it that you don't want to? You'd rather just, let's forget about it. Many people think that after Election Day, this virus will not exist anymore. You know what? I hope they're right. I hope this is all just a cruel joke being played on us, and after Election Day, it just goes away. I pray, I hope, I pray, I hope, I pray, I hope it would be so nice. Life goes back to normal, no mask. But I hate to tell you, that's not the way it's going to be. That's not the way it's going to be. That's a conspiracy theory. Conspiracy theory. We're better than that. We're better than conspiracy theories and people that buy into them. Worry me. Be your own man. Call your senator right now and say, pass that bill. Be your own lobbyist. If last night debate told us one thing, it told us that we need another party on that fucking stage. Two parties aren't doing it anymore for us. If Gary Johnson ran this year, I shit you not, he would have won. He'd win. Before they put me in the fucking ground, guess what? There'll be a third party presidential president. Will it be the Libertarian or the Green Party? Nobody knows, but guess what? There will be a president from a third party. These two parties aren't doing it anymore. They forgot about the American people. They don't know what we like anymore, and they're not willing to fight for us anymore. And that's fine. But just let us know so we can move on. Don't lie to us and say you have our back. But after the election, you don't talk to us. It's like a recruiter. Once he gets you to sign that papers, he got you. He don't need you anymore. The two parties are basically military recruiters. They don't need us anymore. After, after the third, after they've gotten our votes, they need us now. We can do better than what we got. The two things I saw last night were two people missing from that stage, the Libertarian candidate and the G and the Green Party candidate. They were missing. Howie Hawkins should have had a shot to sit on that stage and push his agenda. Say what he was going to do for the American people. He should have cut through the fucking noise and said, as the Green Party's candidate, this is what we're going to do for you. This is how I'm going to make your life better. Joe Jurgensen from the Libertarian Party should have been on that stage the other night. 
And she should have said, if you vote for me, this is how I'm going to make your life better. We have to get away from what we've been doing and we have to start new. Because what we're doing isn't working anymore. It's only getting worse. It's like I told my friend I started this podcast because I got tired. Tired of the same shit every single day. It's like being fed lima beans every day. I'm tired of being force-fed the same meal every day. I want to try something new. Let's take a risk. Let's stretch our legs. Let's take a left when we always take a right. Let's go straight when we always want to curve. Would it be scary? Yes. But it'd be a different direction. Guess what? Maybe we need to shake things up. Because if we take that different direction, it might be scary, but it might be fun at the same time. And we might learn something from it. Jesse Ventura, even, he ran as a third-party candidate because the party said he couldn't win. And guess what? He made Minnesota better that he won a second term. That tells you one thing. Minnesota was willing to take a risk. They were willing to do something that most states hadn't. America, or or the people on this podcast who listen to me, are you ready to take a risk? Are you ready to take a left or take a right because you're tired? You're tired of being told every four years, every two years, I got your back. I'm going to make your life better. That's why Donald Trump was elected, because he was something new. But Donald Trump, just like TV preachers, come with good ideas and good intentions. But then they get corrupted along the way to glory. They forget about the American people, their congregation. And they just start thinking about themselves. We can't forget about the American people. We can't forget about the congregation. We can't forget about the people who brought us to the party. We have to remember them because they remember us. Being purple means standing for something. Isn't that the same as independent? No. Independence. What are they? Be purple. Be different. Be proud. Stand with me tonight. Call your senator and say, pass that bill. Be your own fucking lobbyist. Be your own lobbyist. Because no one else is. Last night debate was a joke. The Green Party and Libertarian Party should have had a chance to be on that stage to push their agenda. Joe Biden looked bad, and Donald Trump looked old. The routine's growing old, Mr. President. We need something new. Fight for the American people. If not, what are we doing?
Like I said, what are we doing? Pass that bill. Take a stand. Call your senator. Thank you, everybody. You have a good night. It's been a pleasure.